This is the Nottinghamshire LMC podcast, here to educate, inform and support general practice staff in Nottinghamshire. Get to know about those who represent you, as well as all the latest information from Notts LMC at your leisure. Tune in and subscribe to our podcast today, hosted by me, Zenaida Morrison at podbean.com. Welcome back to the Not LMC podcast. Today's episode is a continuation of our Unpacking the ICS episode, which we recorded last October. And this time we are discussing the ICS primary care strategy. We are looking at its importance to the wider integration agenda and where it stands seven months into this formalized integration process. Joining us to discuss this is Dr. Dave Briggs, Medical Director of the Integrated Care Board, ICB, and Dr. Stephen Short, Deputy Medical Director, who leads on the strategy. Welcome both. Hi. Hi, thank you, Zinda. Thanks for joining me. Lovely to have you both here and um, to be having this conversation. Uh, of course, I had your uh, your colleague, Dr. Kathy McLean, who is the chair of the ICB, and she joined us last year and gave some great insights about the ICS purpose, clarifying really the aims in terms of reducing inequalities, improving outcomes for health uh, for the population and, uh, you know, financial sustainability, and also how you're going to contribute to the wider kind of social economic landscape, um, which which I believe she said aligns with the aims of the Fuller Stock Tape. Um, But now I, I want us to really, you know, focus on the next part, of that, which is all about how primary care fits into this integration and, of course, what differences that we will see or we can expect to see. Um, as mentioned, for the purpose of listeners, this is a process and it's, it's been seven months since ICSs were formalised um, and the ICB took over CCG commissioning responsibilities. We want to not just know where things are, but we want to also understand what some of the challenges have been along the way and how general practice can contribute to the solutions. Uh, So before we we do get into that, before we get into the primary care strategy, I'd like to know a little bit more about roles within the the, the system, including your own roles. Uh, Dave, if you can lead on this and and tell us a bit about yourself and and your role. So Zinda, thank you for uh... Uh, inviting uh, myself and Stephen to speak around the, the uh, primary care strategy. It's, it's a subject really dear to our hearts. And just a little bit about me is I, I'm a GP by background. Uh, I uh, started in Melton Mowbray as a GP principal until uh, 2012 and then became an accountable officer of a, of a CCG, East Leicestershire Rutland CCG. And in 2015-16, I moved on to become a responsible officer in NHS England uh, with a particular interest in quality improvements. More latterly, I've been a medical director in a joint venture between NHS England and NHS Improvements as a medical director in system improvements. During that time, I also uh, uh, worked part-time as a, as a senior doctor in restaurant infirmary emergency departments. The ICB, I think, is a really interesting place to work and if we talk a little bit about structure around the ICB and how all this fits in mm-hmm. and apologies if I repeat some of the uh, some of the information that Cathy shared last time the integrated care system it, I think is a is a really excellent opportunity to really think about how services and providers and, and commissioners work together with the ultimate aim of planning and delivering joined up health and health and care services for our population a real partnership approach as opposed to a competition approach the integrated care board is the statutory organization that brings the nhs together over the knots and nottingshire footprints and really focus on improving local population health and establishing a set of strategic priorities Mm -hmm. and budget allocations to support services for our population the key point for me and a key change in this is this is around bringing the skills of providers alongside other partner organizations to really focus on how we can work together to improve 
a number of key things, but population health, health inequalities, productivities, and social and economic development. <clears throat> Primary care is absolutely critical, a critical component of this process. Uh, primary care has very detailed knowledge of local population. It's got very detailed knowledge of how services are currently integrating, both where it's integrating extremely well or where there's more work to do. And from an ICB and my personal perspective, I know Stephen feels the same, this great strength has also become one of the great challenges of general practice in that with increased complexity, increased expectations, and a wider, more varied group of services to conduct, it's mm. meant that the, the services become under a great deal of pressure. And with the advent of the ICB, uh, the ICB board has been, been really clear that we need to prioritise how we support the development of primary care and yeah. general practice. In particular, how, how as part of with the correct support and the correct environment, it can continue to grow and develop into the the, the excellent service it is at the moment, but expanding it further uh, with that support uh, mm -hmm. to allow it to develop in terms of neighbourhoods, to look at how the workforce has improved, and really start dealing with some of the the issues that uh, the service is facing. That I won't rehearse in too much detail, because I'm sure you're all aware. Mm. <clears throat> part part of the part of the structure that I've been setting up alongside colleagues is to look at how, as a, as a medical directorate, we can help support this. And a number of the uh, medical direct, Dutch medical directors that we've brought uh, to posts have got a significant amount of general practice experience and expertise. Mm -hmm. And we're really looking forward to working with um, places, clinical directors at place, PCN, clinical directors and practice leaders to help yeah. shape this strategy further. So really keen that we work together on this because I think it represents a really good opportunity to take this forward. Yeah. I know we're going to bring Stephen in some of the more details of the strategy, but for me, this is, this is we want to embody mm -hmm. the principles of the ICB, which is collaborative co-production, mm -hmm. listening to providers, taking their feedback and, and and helping to jointly design what the future of general practice can look like in lots and lots of Thank you, um, uh, Dave, for that. I think you've been very clear about the importance of um, uh, collaboration in this process. And I think also it's interesting to hear about your background because it fits perfectly into what you're trying to achieve as, as an, uh, an integrated care system. On that, though, uh, will there be some sort of organisational chart uh, that practices can refer to visually in terms of the ICB structure? Because uh, I know you do have that on, on your website, don't you? But is, is there some sort of chart that visually shows the ICB structure in, in the wider context of the ICS? Yes, we do, uh, in fact, have that structure and we, we, we will share that with you, Zinda. Yeah. And mm -hmm. also importantly, we, we've also got alongside that got some key contacts so if there are questions and or areas, we, uh, practices and, and clinicians and, and support teams can navigate to the right person. Yes. Uh, the, the largest organisations such as ICBs can feel a bit corporate if we're not careful. It can be quite difficult to find the right person to contact. So we'll endeavour to make sure it's as easy to navigate as possible. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for that. So, I mean, listeners, you heard it from, from Dave, the importance of uh, collaboration when it comes to achieving the core aims of the ICS. Uh, so that was very important. Um, Stephen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come over to you. Uh, you were recently appointed as Deputy Medical Director. So uh, a big congratulations, first and foremost. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your role? Yeah, uh, I'm uh, happy to do Zenaida. Um, it might be worthwhile just kind of reprising uh, where I came from as well, because uh, there'll be some colleagues who know who know me and some colleagues who, who, who just don't. Yes, um, I, I'm a Nottingham graduate and not, did my postgraduate training in Nottingham. I did my uh, GP training in Nottingham. I've been a GP in Eastleigh since uh, 1992. So I, I, I'm, I've been around a long time and I'm either an essential voice of continuity uh, or, or indeed I'm the 
chewing gum on the end of your on, on the underside of your shoe, depending on your perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I suppose what I wanted to say is you know, I'm steeped in general practice, and I love general practice. I love my uh, my colleagues, and I'm been persuaded at this late stage of my career to stay involved, not least because of the enormous opportunity that Dave has mentioned. Um, for all my professional life, uh, policy has created tensions and divisions between providers uh, in the acute sector and the community sector, between providers and commissioners, and between health and social care, between formal care and informal care. There's, there's too many turfs, too many insufficiently collaborative relationships, insufficiently productive relationships, often sometimes adversarial relationships, none of which um, are, are conducive to, to building the sustainable and high quality system that we, we, we want to achieve. And so, lo and behold, this late stage of my career, um, the, the integration agenda uh, emerges um, possibly many years too late or many years uh, too delayed. Yeah. But nevertheless, it is, a, it is a fantastic opportunity to bring together all those involved in health and care, whether they be um, health or care, commissioner, provider, uh, acute provider, community provider, patient or professional, uh, doctor or nurse, et cetera, et cetera. It, it behoves us now to bring all those stakeholders together to jointly solve the problems which ultimately uh, prevents us being as providing the quality that we, we aspire to professionally and, and to be sustainable as a system. So that's the... That's the reason why I'm still here, mm-hmm. um, and um, I'm delighted to have been appointed to Dave's team. I'm looking forward to working with Dave and, and indeed my other um, colleague in directorate, medical directorate team, who's got a focus on primary care, Manic. I've only worked with Manic for a little while, but he's a superb guy who is going to help enormously, and, 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 and I'm very optimistic about our prospects for for at least having a voice and getting some understanding of what the needs of general practice are in terms yeah. of its fitness for the future purpose. Yeah, because absolutely. it's very clear that if you look at integrated systems around the world and, and indeed where they have been attempted in, in this country, um, it's a common feature is that successful ones are predicated on sustainable, resilient, ambitious, capable, resourced, motivated general practice and primary care. Uh, and there is no possibility of our ICS being successful without primary care prospering. And, and primary care clearly, even before the pandemic, was under enormous duress. Mm. Um, and, 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 but nevertheless, the urgent need now is to create a primary care sector which is capable of ad- adding value to the ICS yeah. arrangement and, and which, is, uh, which is robust in, 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 in rude health, is motivated, is ambitious and is capable and, and, and that's essentially what I think Dave has recruited Manik and myself to do. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we've got our first meeting with our new medical director colleagues this afternoon. So uh, if, if it turns out to be something else, um, I may have to uh, <laughs> email you later and say, actually, I got it wrong and, and it's no longer going to be me because actually that's what I'm here for. No, absolutely. And I think it is work in progress and, and things are moving, but they're changing for the better. So um, that's absolutely fine. I think the good thing about this is that you know, our our practices get to understand the intricacies um, and some of the challenges that you face. Well, I, I would also say that the, um, and again, as, as a means of encouragement to colleagues who who wonder what the ICS, ICB and the people who occupy places of influence and, and decision-making in it are, yeah. are um, I'd like to say explicitly, um, and again, following on from what Cathy and Dave just said, there's a deep recognition that primary care is the linchpin of the health and care system and is central to transforming the, the system, uh, central to transforming people's outcomes and experience. And, and when performing well, critically, when performing well, primary care over time saves lives, improves outcomes, experience, including the experience of care, actually reduces inequalities and can reduce costs. So yeah. when performing well is the, is, the, is the important rider there. And it's our job, I think, to, to ensure it, it, primary care locally, which is in which started from an excellent standpoint, it ultimately does perform very well. Yes. Thank you, Stephen, for relaying that and also letting us know about your role, both of you, because there has been this uh, period of transition. Um, a lot of people are in the dark about who is who and what they do. So I think it's very important to to set the tone um, to begin with. Um, let's get into the strategy now. Speaking a little bit more on that, Stephen, uh, 
obviously we know you were appointed by day to lead on bringing together the primary care strategy and this has been a work in progress since July of 2022 um, and actually before that because um, I know that we as an LMC worked quite closely with you didn't we um, on a, a collective piece of research in the form of a survey um, which if you know correct me if I'm wrong has been the foundation of this strategy as well. Can you talk us through some of the key features of the strategy that we will see, sorry, and, you know, that will address what the core aims of the ICS, including of improving health outcomes for the population? Yeah, so so I'm happy to do so. And, and again, I, I just wanted to kind of preface what I'm going to say by saying that um, it, I, I want to be objective about the system as it is at the moment. And, and the system at the moment is somewhere between distress and crisis, and, and that's not because of any lack of effort or fault of anyone working in the system, primary care or in particular general practice. It's just that we're, we're operating in, in really um, difficult times. Yeah. We need to be realistic about the state we're in. And for patients, there is issues of access, lack of continuity, um, a, a desire to be cared for as, as, a, as a whole rather than a set of conditions. There's a need for better coordination and communication between the services who provide care to patients and the need also to support self-care. And for primary care professionals, there's an urgent need to help achieve what we earnestly want before everything else, which is to be the best professional that we can be and, and, and be able to provide great care. So how can we support primary care to be the best professional uh, that, 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 that it's possible to be and provide that great care? How we support continuity, how we secure a better work day and workplace experience for colleagues mm-hmm. um, and, and how we can pre- focus on prevention as well as care. And, and, and improve the pres- professional network ar- around the individual and around around the professional as well. Mm-hmm. And for the system, of course, we want to achieve better outcomes. We want to secure the confidence of the population. We want to uh, provide care which is safe, which is timely, which is effective, which is efficient, which is equitable, and which provides a, a good patient experience. Uh, and we want to it should be prospective and joined up and avoid unnecessary hospitalizations. So that's essentially what we need to what the the, the task is. Mm-hmm. And and and. The primary care strategy looks at where further improvement in primary care over the next few years might take us and what relationships we'll need to develop. And, and we hope it will be the, the starting point for discussion between partners. So so it, it's it's still open during a period of reflection on, on its content and, and uh, sort of prior to some detailed work around delivery and, and operational uh, delivery. Mm-hmm. It's still a live document and can be influenced and, and can be revised. It can be nuanced. It can be, uh, um, things can be amplified, reprioritized. So that's really important. Um, and it, it's organized into three themes with 10 supporting objectives. And I'll just, uh, I'll just uh, say what, tell you what the three themes are, and then perhaps we'll pause for some reflection on what I've said. Yes. Um, the three themes are really laying the foundations to recover primary care mm-hmm. from its current situation. The second theme is to improve primary care quality. And the third theme is actually to make our system sustainable. And, and, and we've got a number of pro, uh, themes supporting objectives, which we can get into in a moment, I'm sure, and behind yeah. which there are 40 or 50 projects, many of which are already in progress. This isn't new stuff. This actually builds on an existing pro, um, progress made by colleagues over, over a number of years, not least aided and abetted by the LMC, which has been a tremendous, always been an asset and, and a force for good in, 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 in these matters as well. Yes, no, absolutely. Um, so yeah, you you, you have uh, relayed those uh, the the kind of set out the structure of the strategy and uh, you know recovering primary care, um, improving the quantity the uh, the quality sorry of of primary care and then having a sustainable system. Can we just um, focus on that first one in terms of the recovery of primary care? Can can you tell us? Could you give us a little bit more detail about what's within the strategy in in that sense? Well, there's a number of elements to this, and 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 I, I my starting point is actually that we need to be clear that going forward in the ICS arrangements, mm. what is the ask of primary care? What is the clear narrative and purpose mm-hmm. um, in, in uh, to, to primary care? What's its what do we want to say about its culture, uh, and and actually. To be very clear to, to colleagues to 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 um, explicitly position primary care as as an essential foundation block to the to, to the successful ICS. Mm-hmm. Many commentators have, have have wondered about how we've seen the best years of primary care. Is primary care still relevant? Yeah. Uh, 
will it still matter? Um, the answer to those questions in my mind is yes, 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 and yes, but actually it probably needs to evolve at the same time. So giving giving a sense of what's what's my purpose as, as a general practitioner particularly. Um, secondly, uh, there's a there's a there's an also an observation I've made in recent times that actually the, what I called the the compact between patients and professional has that kind of sacred bond of trust which existed. It sounds a bit corny and a bit hammy, but actually it's true. There there has been uh, throughout my career a bond of trust between patients and professional which have always yeah. always assisted both patient and professional uh, and 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 as part of the, the 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 magic of primary care and part of the reason why primary care is so highly regarded by patients and is so 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 essential and successful but but actually there has been a, a fracturing not least because of the growing mismatch between demand legitimate demand and and, and available resource yeah. um, and affordable resource but also covid and and the way we were forced to work through pandemic conditions so therefore the the, the compact between patients and the professionals needs to be um re rebuilt yes i think also uh, one of the things which clearly exercises patients more than anything anything and, and indeed ourselves as professionals and providers of services is access um we need to improve access to primary care services and i say to access to primary care services rather than access to general practice because i think you don't get you can get you can get both but only only by uh, uh, trying to achieve both so we we need to acknowledge that for for, for many people accessing primary care is a, is is variable experience often poor um only 50% of patients are, are satisfied with their current access arrangements mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and a third of patients actually think they're unsatisfactory. So again, we need to improve access mm -hmm. um, by, by, by num through a number of different routes. And then there's a couple of other themes around improving communication. Uh, I think I, I have a strong view that actually over the years, generalists and specialists have become estranged. Uh, even doc, GPs and district nurses who used to work to cheat by jail in, 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 in the same proximity have also become estranged uh, through ways of working. Yeah. Um, and I think improving communication and expanding the, the, the care team is, is important, as yeah. are information technology shared records in a state. And then finally, general practice has shown it's a, it's a constant over the years ability to reinvent itself, to identify problems, to identify solutions, to create solutions, to affect solutions and to improve the outcome. And I think supporting clinical transformation and the adoption of health, patient health management is, is probably the final element of, of, of that theme about laying, laying foundations to recover primary care. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, th I think there's a, there's a lot of, um, you've made a lot of good points and there's a lot of things that I guess needs all hands on deck when it comes to um, a, a better system and then general practice being at the center of that. Because um, we know it is a system-wide bottom-up approach uh, where all hands need to be involved. How would you, I guess, how would you like practices to feed into this strategy? Thus far, we've, we've, we've actually worked with, um, I think we've had probably more than 200 eyes at least 100 pairs of eyes near near 200 pairs of eyes on 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 the work to date um and they have primarily been um colleagues in pcns colleagues in, in place-based partnerships colleagues in 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 gb federations and and, and so on some colleagues also um from 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 practice and also critically as i say i i, I take, take the opportunity to doff my cap and give thanks and for the support offered by the lmc so we've had broad uh involvement in the description of the problem uh the mitigation and, and the potential solutions um we're now moving into a phase whereby we share that more broadly with the entirety of general practice uh, and those who so far haven't been as close to it including those in practice uh, perhaps colleagues who perhaps aren't as, act, aren't as active outside of patient care and whose focus is patient care for those of the, and allow, allow people like me to do what I do um, so we need to make sure that actually it has resonance with, with those groups as well and also perhaps managers and, and, and perhaps nurses so we are establishing a, f a number of forums 
to 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 achieve that. Uh, and again, the, the first um, we'll, we'll talk about the One Voice Forum. I think in a few moments, Zenaida, um, okay. but actually that'll be the first of a number of forums and opportunities to do that. And well, clearly we'll have a number, a range of communication and engagement um, routes as well. The, I'm very clear that this has no legitimacy whatsoever if it's not broadly owned and, and, and it has little chance of being implemented if it's not broadly supported. Okay. Yeah, actually, that, that actually did bring me on to my next question because there are that we know that it's um, that there are iterations of the strategy um, that we're privy to as an LMC um, and as the representative body to, to general practice locally, and it's going to take time. It's it's kind of getting it where you know getting things sorted where it needs to be um because it does need to be shaped to meet the needs of different practices and localities um on that you were talking about the one voice forum uh does this does that feed into your plans to keep the system updated uh with the developments of the strategy like what kind of um I guess things have you got in mind to do to keep to keep them informed at every stage, particularly those who may not really be too close to it because their focus is primarily patient care. Yeah, I'm, I'm very encouraged that actually the Kathy McLean it was who commissioned this piece of work whilst we we're in the preparatory period to becoming an ICBS um, made it very clear that she that she wanted. Nottingham and Nottinghamshire to be ICB to an ICS to be stand out for the quality primary care services and 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 trying to do this at the same time as developing the ICB and and building you know, up the ICB and populating the ICB with with with, with key personnel and and lead and assigning leadership roles has has obviously taken time but we're very clear that uh, for our focus in the first half of this year is actually to accelerate progress on the on the refining of the uh, strategy, the uh, further ownership of the strategy and, and, and also support to the strategy mm-hmm. uh, through, uh, as I mentioned, uh, direct uh, communication with individual GPs and GP practices and through focus groups with um, with practice managers and, 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 and GPs who aren't uh, in, 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 in transformational leadership roles, but who are who are the the the, the, the foot soldiers on the front line? So we need to, we, we will be doing that uh, throughout the course of the next uh, six months, and we'll be doing it hopefully with the LMC support. Again, the LMC is is a is a key participant in this, a key player in this. Mm. Uh, LMC represents all of general practice, um, and and particularly, I'm very well aware that many pra- many colleagues look to the LMC for for direction for for guidance. And, and and for some translation of, of what's of what's happening so okay. uh, an activity which we recognize needs to happen and and to be done in, in through multiple channels and, and starting more or less straight away yeah yeah and I, I'm, I'm glad you you mentioned the, the focus groups with the the pms um because they are essentially man, you know the, the the main managers of general practice um they have to be heavily involved <clears throat> as well um I know Dave wants to come in in a moment, but I'll, I'll just yeah. say before he does that actually it, it, it will be my ambition that everybody has the opportunity to read it and to comment on it and, and, and to make suggestions about it uh, in, in, in this next phase. Okay, okay. And we'll talk about deadlines um, maybe maybe a little bit towards the end. Um, but thank, thank you for that, Steve. Um, in terms of resourcing, and this is to, to either one of you, um, you know, resourcing general practice when it comes to, you know, things like fair funding and, and workforce planning. This is a major concern, as we know, and and challenge for the profession. Um, could could you perhaps talk to us a little bit about what are what key things you think need to be achieved when it comes to tackling the issue of resourcing? So, Zanida, I mean, let me just, just step back in terms of engagement and as we've, we've talked a little bit about this one of the key features and is linked to resourcing okay. is around the co-creation so <clears throat> i think stephen's talked about quite an extensive engagement on the strategy and for me we're now moving into the nitty-gritty about what does that mean yeah. and therefore how it is funded and one of the key delivery vehicles or the key ways we will do that is at a price level because the individual needs of the populations and individual neighborhoods 
are probably yeah. are better understood at that level and, cl and, and clearer articulated. In other words, how do you apportion appropriate resource to deal with a particular challenge? And that is a process we're committed to supporting and committed mm -hmm. to be working at place on. And certainly when we've spoken to the place-based clinical leads, they're very excited about helping to develop this at a, at a place-based level. What we're hoping and wanting to do with primary care colleagues is look at the opportunities that we've outlined in our integrated care strategy, which is recently published. And one of the key focuses around resources, if as a system we can <clears throat> look at supporting some of our more frail and some of our more disadvantaged communities, we can start affecting the balance of resourcing and moving towards more resources in community and primary care, which will then support more people in the community. Mm -hmm. This is an area that we've already got a number of pilots working on in our, in our, in our ICB. And it's really a, a blueprint of how we're going to work together to ensure there's sufficient and appropriate resourcing of general practice and community services to deal with what is an increasingly challenging uh, set of priorities for practices and, and, and neighbors to deal with. And I think trying to deal with a, the primary care strategy outside the ICS strategy, I think was quite challenging. So mm -hmm. the extended engagement that Stephen and, and colleagues have done with LMC and colleagues has brought us into line with as a wider ICS, what are our clear priorities and what are we hoping to achieve? And the, the key aim and focus of that is, is the, the prevention agenda, in particularly preventing uh, the, the, the avoidable use of secondary care and, and mental health resources by strengthening general practice and, and, and uh, community services with a, a flourishing neighborhood program. I think this is the real opportunity. We know what we'd like to achieve. We yeah. certainly have views on how that can be done, but we're committed to, call, uh, to, to working with providers in general practice and community about what that looks like for their population, what resources they would need to be able to deliver that, what support they'd need from the acute or from mental health services or from the third sector to coordinate that okay. into a resource that can, can deliver and support what we've, what we've described in our ICS strategy. So for me, the, the ICS strategy, alongside the primary care strategy, alongside the community transformation, we need to see as a single thing. And that's how we then get into how we resource this. I think if we take it outside the ICS strategy, mm -hmm. we, run the, we, we would have run the risk of over-promising what we could actually support general practice and the community to deliver We've got a clear buy-in from all partners. This is this is the game in town. We need to have a highly functioning community neighbourhood service in each of our places that will allow this to do the sort of care that we all want to provide. Yeah. And what you're saying, it, it, it makes perfect sense. But we are in a crisis. Uh, general practice is essentially collapsing. How will the, how, how, how are you tackling sort of, you know, workforce, uh, you know, workload and, and patient demand, because this is something that they are going through right now. Kathy alluded to uh, wanting to make general practice attractive again, wanting to make it uh, this part of the system attractive to, you know, practitioners coming into, coming into the profession. So is there any more that you can shed on what kind of things you, you have in mind to, to, to make it more attractive again? So, Zanita, as, as, as you know, we, we, we did engage with practices and places mm -hmm. uh, this winter about flexibilities that we could put in place, looking at how practices could prioritise their workload to, to, give, to, give, to give a degree of relief, acknowledging it's not as much as we would have liked to have done around what we can do with the reimbursed roles, how we can look at COAF, uh, particular elements of prioritization and and how we can start to fund the development of the proactive care model which mm -hmm. is going to 
when when it's been fully implemented have a significant benefit on the working lives of our, our IGPs yeah in our primary care the the there is no quick fix mm -hmm. for workforce our task jointly is to make Notts and Nottingham a place to come and work and we do that by developing the service and developing the way it interacts with its neighbourhoods to make it that place to come and work mm. and we do that by really clearly articulating what it is we're going to do together that will mm -hmm. be different and i i really genuinely believe the the rapid development of neighborhoods that we're committing to over the next financial year will make it feel and start to feel a better place to work okay. i think if we try and take too many shortcuts we won't get the the attractiveness of the offer because it won't be well enough designed and we'll yeah. end up with a risk of layering on air, layers of duplication. And when we layer duplication on, not only is it confusing and, and not particularly streamlined for the patient, it, it's normally the general practice that tries to navigate that complexity. So if we can simplify, streamline and coordinate, we will start significantly reducing the amount of work that general practice has to deal with. Right, yeah. There has been much talk in the national press around, you know, the independent partnership model, uh, general practice, and um, with statements about finding an alternative model. What are your thoughts uh, on this? Uh, how do you kind of hope to engage practices over service redesign? With all models of care and all and, and different ways that primary care and general practice can be provided, there's pros and cons of all of them, aren't there? Yeah. Uh, I personally, having been a GP principal, think there's huge merit in the in the uh, the, the, the partnership model. I think it, it, it creates a level of ownership, it creates a relationship with, with the patients that, that we serve, which I think is really important. However, we are seeing increasing numbers uh, of GPs where that isn't isn't necessarily the principal the principal approach necessarily what they would want to do and i think what we well what we have committed steve and myself and the icbs is not to be prescriptive on the operating model actually is to be open about what works best for your population and be supportive in developing of those neighborhoods regardless of the of the operating model but be, be it partnership be it be employed or be it a, a, a big corporate model i think They've all got the pros and cons. We will work to whatever works best for your population and also for your, your practitioners to, to create those neighbourhoods. So there's no one size fits all. Mm -hmm. uh, as, it, as it stands in Knotts and Nottinghamshire, there is a, a predominance in partnership uh, model, which is something, as I say, I think offers a huge benefit. But if people want to look at other models or look at hybrid models, we are very keen on supporting that where it works for them and works for their patients. Right. Yeah, come in there. We've all got we've we've got some history around this in in, in Nottingham and Nottinghamshire, haven't we? We had we had even going back years and years and years ago when when the Mansfield GP Cooperative was was one of the very first cooperatives uh, that existed in in the country to look after patients out of hours, which and which was a model for for the rest of the country. So right the way through to to uh, NCGPA and PICS and Partners Health, which are general practice support yes. systems insofar as they, they, they allow practices to operate very very local and we do believe in subsidiarity we do believe in care closest to the closest to the patients so this enables us possibly to have your cake and eat it so actually retain localism retain or local autonomy retain control of the things which are really really important to you but come together with colleagues to share resources to share uh, capabilities to share capacity to share res uh, uh, resilience and, and, and solutions. So I think I'm, 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 I think it's personally a, 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 a mixed economy and a blended economy of, 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 of operating at scale, but through through discrete discrete uh, local units. Okay. And I think we, we've, we're already well advanced in that in Nottingham in that in that regard, and and we've allowed we've not allowed it's not it's not it's not been sounds paternalistic, but. It has been allowed to happen that in, in, in a way which the profession have determined themselves 
not yeah. it's, it's not been mandated by the by the legacy CCGs or PCTs, but actually the, these are local people, local groups of clinicians who come together to jointly solve the problems of their local delivery in the way which best meets their needs and 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 and, and with the resources that they've got to share. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a need. It's a need. I think there is there's regardless of the model is one key function here, isn't there? Okay. That uh, <clears throat> primary care will have to operate either collaboratively or as organisationally on a level that allows neighbourhoods to be effective yeah. and work for them and their patients. That will vary, won't it, depending on whether in your city or the county, how rural and what, what, what infrastructure is available to you. Uh, and the reason why we have to work to a degree at scale is that to make the most opportunities of the workforce and make it attractive and create career structure uh, for allied health professions for nursing teams. I think in terms of recruiting the best, a collaboration of some degree will really support that process and make those roles really attractive. Okay. And I say, as I think as Stephen said, there's no, there's no prescriptive way that can be done. It can be done in many ways. But I think we do need as a, as a, as a, as a primary care set to say, what, some of these things, if we collaborate closely at scale, we will make it a more attractive place for people to come and work. And I think as we create neighbourhoods over the course of the year, that will become much clearer about what those collaborative arrangements can look like and allow us to maintain this mixed economy that, that Stephen talked through earlier. What's really coming through there is um, that, that collaboration, that collaborative approach, once again, um, mixed economy is very important. And so it's just being, I guess, opened to what that would look like in the future because things are changing and they're changing quite rapidly. Um, I want to just really quickly center on two major things um, at the moment. And that's with the current profession, GPs and practitioners and, and staff with, you know, within primary care and their, their well-being, um, as well as the, the safety of, of patients we are going to be tackling this issue uh, of safe working um, in, in our next episode, actually. But also it's something that we want to kind of do more on as an LMC. And we're going to be looking into that and potentially speaking with you guys as well on this. But um, without a doubt, you will play a part in, in supporting general practice in, in this arena. Is there anything you can kind of share with us now about how you hope to tackle this in the strategy? So the, as, as I mentioned the, uh, earlier, that this is a starting, the strategy is a starting point and, 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 and not the, um, not an end point. And within the strategy, we make a very clear priority of improving the quality of the workday and, in, and improving the workplace experience for all those in, in, in primary care. Um, and there's a clear clear relationship between that uh, and and also defining what a fair a fair workload might look like and how that workload might be uh, distributed yeah um and i i so i i would think this is something which we should, we should do together um but what i want to do is to really really create the conditions for for GP colleagues and, and non-GP colleagues in primary care to be the best clinical professionals they can be. And that, that's fundamental. When you ask them time and time and time again, the, the biggest driver to, to going to work each day is to, is to be a, uh, the best clinical professional they can be. Uh, and, and if we keep that as our kind of North Star, then frankly, we'll, 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 we'll make more progress rapidly. This is two separate mm -hmm. issues, I think, isn't it? One is, how do we support general workload in, 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 in general practice, which I think we've described as a process. And there are things that we will be working with, with the LMC and practices about what we can extend or how we can make flexibility to support general practice while we develop the operational implementation of the strategy. You know, it's going to be a rapid learning exercise. It's not, not thought to be a stilted, very slow process. The second is support to individuals. So, uh, regardless of those efforts, they will, of course, be individuals who feel that uh, the, the level of pressure is something that is, is really needs support. And there are a number of resources available. 
okay. uh, both, both both at the ICB but also via the uh, responsible officer framework for those individuals who do need support. So if there are individuals out there who do need and want more advice on that, please feel free to contact me personally or your responsible officer okay. for that personal support rather than service support because it's really important we don't forget that. The theme, the first theme of the uh, of the uh, strategy around laying the foundations for recovery primary care was talking about establishing a clear culture, narrative, and purpose. And the culture is is to be deeply respectful of the truism that actually the most precious resource in medicine are, are, are our people, are our are clinical and care professionals, and that um, if we don't look after them, then um, patient experience will degrade mm-hmm. outcomes will degrade and soul will be lost discretionary effort will de- evaporate and, and motivation will perish so we are absolutely clear there's a there's a that we need to look after as i called it it's worth looking at a new england journal of medicine um uh, editorial and looking after the most precious resource in medicine google it and i think it, it, it that it's, it effectively sets out what i believe should be our uh, our guiding principles mm-hmm. Okay, I'll definitely put this in the in the show notes because um, I'm sure that they would want to kind of look into all of this and then also just to know who to contact, whether it's you guys directly or whether it's their responsible officer. I think that's very important for them to know for that personal support. One of the new buzzwords at the moment uh, that I, I keep hearing is, you know, of integrated neighbourhood teams, so INTs, uh, which I believe has a, a core function of keeping local people well and, and out of the hospital by, you know, providing proactive and integrated care to, to communities um, of over 30,000 to 50,000. Um, can, you, can you talk us through this a bit more? How does this fit into the grand scheme of things? Maybe, maybe if I start, and I'm sure Stephen will come in yeah. after. So this is a wide agenda, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so... I think if we look across our, our ICS, there are places in the city and the county that are doing some amazing work around how they support their population. And there's examples uh, it, where people with dementia have had their services changed to support them. There are examples where the third sector have um, <coughs> been supporting general practice on a, on a number of different issues. and. We've also got examples where the Community Services Transformation has uh, really supported a different pathway. What what we're talking about in in these terms is bringing all of that good work together, Mm -hmm. supported by local GPs and other primary care professionals into a, a rapid design and rapid creation of a whole series of things in and around that population that covers whole aspects of care, both in terms of uh, social and and, and, uh, care roles, but also health care. And that sounds very general, but areas will be able to look at a number of different key pathways that they feel is important to them and their population and also key pathways and priorities that the ICS has to develop those services with a degree of autonomy and a degree of authority that, that, that looks at improving outcomes for their, for their patients. And it really, really is building on much of the work that's, that's happening already, mm-hmm. either, either in the city or the county, and actually making it a part of every neighbourhood and making it really supportive and work with general practice on those services. Mm. And, and having been around a number of neighbourhoods, and I know Stephen will have been around more, the work is there. It, it's how, how we support and how we work with all of those different parts of the system into a comprehensive offer prioritised alongside general practice over time to give that service that you know people want to do. And I think the, the proactive care models that are going live in the four, the four areas at the moment are really great examples of that will be the sort of thing that we will want to work 
with uh, uh, local providers and local practices on and how do we do that across every neighborhood because mm. uh, it not only supports patients but also makes general practice a better place to work and also gives better outcomes so it's that sort of thing that we that sort of service that we need to essentially use the strategy and use the neighbors and use the places to roll out and do it in conjunction and do it systematically alongside the other strategies to get real improvement both in terms of outcomes but also the the work experience and uh, it is to be a, a general practitioner yeah so, so Stephen anything anything you want to add on that yeah I mean rightly or wrongly I think of this English neighbor teams as, as a, a, a less of a, less as a, as a thing but more of a way of working um, and actually and the key the key word in 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 integrated neighborhood teams is integration and and integration means bringing two or more things together to make things better mm -hmm. so uh, again i would think how, how that is done at a very local level will depend on local circumstances uh, operating within a kind of rules framework and, and a set of a set of boundaries uh, i think there's a different way of, of doing this in, in in according to whether you're in 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 Kirkby and Ashfield or, 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 or indeed uh, East Bridgeford mm. so I, I think it, I, I wouldn't want to again be prescriptive but it's, it's a way of working it's a way of, uh, of bringing together in the same accountability compact and accountability compact for the patient uh, different professional groups and different people who can bring things to the, to the, to the table yeah. to, um, to make them functional through connected IT through, through shared estate through shared ambition, through shared uh, resources, uh, and, and, and through through um, uh, sharing of, of 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 outcomes and 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 um, benefits. Yeah. So I think I think it's for me. It, it I, I'm not going to mandate how an, what an INT is, but uh, suggest what an INT might want to achieve, and, and then leave it to colleagues with support from us, of course. To, to interpret that in the way that they think best meets the needs of their population in, in, in concert with the, the assets and resources which they've got locally. So, uh, um, yeah, when you, when you said that about the INTs, it's kind of given me that whole federation economies of scale um, uh, sense about it. Am I correct in, in, in that assertion? Well, I think, I think you know, the, the primary healthcare team is, is, is probably the... An, an, an early example of a, what an INT is thought to to be able to achieve and and, and how, mm -hmm. and, and again the primary healthcare team was invented in in primary care and general practice, so it's it's it's, an, it's again for me it's a mechanism by which we bring together all those with an interest in patient outcome and, and experience, and how we assign roles and responsibilities which match their their, their particular uh, experience and expertise and, and we make it explicit what each role what, what each responsibility each who each each's responsibilities to each other is and, and, and such like and how we create a, a a team and a sense of belonging at a local level mm. okay right um th thank you for that and i think as, as time progresses um as i've said in the beginning you are going to be sharing a little bit more about progress and you know where things are with, with with different areas of the of the strategy. Um, I wanted to say something with regards to uh, the challenges of of trust as far as local and system leaders are concerned. Um, do do you view that to be a challenge in terms of because even when you're just talking about the INTs, everybody operates differently, um, different areas of the primary care landscape they operate operate differently um so how do you build that legitimacy whereby you're kind of all on one page you know what are your your views on that so you've asked a very broad question there which is <laughs> very legitimate but also difficult to answer generally okay i think what we've what we've certainly committed to do is try and understand uh specifically how we look at our population um, and how we fairly apply resources to allow equality of outcomes rather than equity of access. Yeah. That's still a work in progress about what that looks like in reality. And, and, um, and we are currently actively working with a number of organisations and people to, to get more detail on how we do that okay. in, a, in, a, in, a, in a fair way. And 
it's really important that this is a really considered piece of work because a lot of work has already gone into trying to fairly give, uh, fairly share the, the financial resource out. And mm -hmm. I think we'd all agree that on the whole, it, it is, it's got faults, but also advantages. And what we want to ensure that when we're doing this, we're doing it in a way that considers a whole variety of different ways that we can we could deal with that. <clears throat> and examples could be in the city that we, we've certainly seen that those with the most most deprivation and, and areas of, of multiple disadvantage have to have had, a, have had a very specific intervention put in to enable them hopefully to get better health outcomes. The learning of that we need to start applying to some wider wider issues. Mm -hmm. But it's still fairly early days. Yeah. But what we have committed to doing is looking at a number of areas over the course of the next financial year to see how we can make that those principles that you described work yeah. uh, more specifically. Uh, there has been some attempts to do that in the past in Notts and Nottinghamshire, but it's really challenging, isn't it? And I think it's really important we do it right, and it's not as simple as moving resource from one place to another. Mm -hmm. I think it needs to be done with a logic and and and, and careful thought. Duration, yeah, yes. Yeah, Can I add to that? Because actually, that's absolutely right. And and uh, but I suppose what that um, means is that we have accepted, uh, and I, I understand it much more clearly now in my new role in relationship to Nottinghamshire and Nottingham City as a, than, than when I did as as a leader in Rushcliffe, um, that it takes different resources to achieve the same outcomes in different parts of our city and county. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that, that's the issue of equity, that we need to recognise that it takes different resources, sometimes more, sometimes, sometimes more and different. And, and, and we understand that as a, and, and as a principle, we'll, we'll be guided by that. But to, to convert that into a, 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 a formula or indeed a methodology around resource allocation is incredibly difficult but we will work with that principle in mind to, to the best extent that we can mm -hmm. no yeah no thank you yeah thanks for that i think um yeah that's provided some clarity but as, as you said it's in you know it's, it's a process that needs to be more considered um you have spoken about the importance of pcns and I mean, we have 23 PPMs within, within, within our, you know, four localities. My question is, in light of everything that is going on, um, what do you see as the future for PCNs and clinical directors within the system? So the, the, the PCN is, a, is a, a construct or a thing is really important <clears throat> because it gives you the, on the whole, the, the right size population to plan neighbourhoods. Mm -hmm. And the ICB is really committed to the neighbourhood being given the support it needs to develop, to deliver the sorts of things we've been talking about uh, during the course of this, this conversation. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the key support and the key function of, of, of primary care networks will be enhancing, supporting, guiding, and shaping neighborhood delivery. Okay. Uh, some of that will be things that the general practices choose to, to do at scale. Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen examples across the country where urgent access is something that they've chosen to do. But some of it will be around how we support frail older people, how we um, interact with our acute providers, how, how we uh, interact with our district councils. There'll be a variety of different things that, that, that PCNs can support and help general practice with. But for me, it really demarcates the footprint of a neighbourhood and how we collaborate, cooperate and integrate in and around it. And that, for me, is going to become increasingly important. So not just being a vehicle, you know, we've seen it being a vehicle for investment in primary care, I think mm -hmm. it becomes that, that, that vehicle we coordinate care effectively okay. across that footprint on. Okay. Thank you. I mean, this, this has definitely been an insightful episode and, and we, we intend as an LMC really on having some more 
updates through the podcast and in different communication formats. Um, so this is just, I guess, one update of many more to come um, throughout the process. But as as we come to an end, are there any upcoming developments as far as the strategy is concerned or any wider system developments that you'd like to let our practices know about? I, I did mention at the start, Zanida, about uh, the one one voice as it's currently being called. It's essentially, it may not be called that in the future and we'll, we'll explain its purpose as we go along. Um, but at the moment, it's it's a it's a place placeholder for a forum and mechanism for GP practices, PCNs, place-based partnerships, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, the LMC to secure the one voice of general practice. General, general practice is 131 practices. Is is, is not one yeah. thing in in, in Nottingham, It's 131 different things. Mm-hmm. So to secure one voice is is, is spectacularly <laughs> optimistic, anyway. But mm-hmm. not notwithstanding that, to to create a, a, a single voice for, of the profession to provide a mechanism for GP contractors, federations, PCNCDs, LMC to feel fully engaged in the ICS level strategic planning and decision making. Mm. Um, that's first meeting. Uh, Paula, my, my colleague here, has, 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 has convened that for, I think, the first week of March. Okay. Um, it's very much, first of all, talk, talking out what, what it should do and, and its terms of reference. But again, I, I, I would rather this be a big tent uh, activity rather than uh, a, a, a meeting of, 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 of the so-called elite, which mm-hmm. it, uh, it, it shouldn't be at all. It should be, it should be um, much more broadly based. So that's that's something worth looking out for. Okay. Yeah, and and again, uh, that that'll be developed. Clearly, it'll iterate over time. But the purpose is, I say, to to create the opportunity for general practice to engage with the ICS on, on planning and decision making. Mm-hmm. It's an engagement event. So you said that this is going to be the first it's an engagement process. Actually, it's, it, 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 there'll be a series of meetings, but actually um, it, it's going to be a continuous process. Okay. And with the, with the first, uh, you know, you said first week in March, um, how, how are you cascading? That well, so, so far, so far we've, we've, we've made, we've, we've invited uh, colleagues from, um, from general practice, from federations, from yeah. PCNs, from the place-based partnerships, and and the LMC, and I think Michael's certainly been is, is coming from the LMC with a few clinical colleagues from the Jeep as well. Yeah. So we've got a group together to, to first of all scope to confirm the intention and scope in terms of reference of the of, of the of the group and, and its activities, yeah. and to work out some governance arrangements around how it operates and how it actually then feeds in into the formal architecture of the ICB. Okay, perfect. Okay, thank you. And um, for, for, for those who are listening in, um, PMs, GPs who are listening in, who want to get involved and support with the strategy, the, the primary care strategy, how can, how, can, how can they reach out to you? And what would you, how would you like them to reach out to you? Well, we'll um, I, I'm very happy to, to receive direct approaches pending our establishing a, a kind of um, mailbox or, or indeed a, a portal or, or some some facility we don't currently have, um, but or, or indeed through LMC leadership or, or place-based partnership leadership or, or indeed the the um, NCGPA or, or look like um, and leadership, we've, we've we've got good relations between all these groups, uh, and and you can feed through through your your the group which to which you're attached or or, or involved with or, or indeed directly through myself and, and or Manic. I think it's important to say that we'll be proactively coming out to places okay. um, imminently to hear directly around. Two things, really. Any final comments on the strategy? I, I think most people have an opportunity to contribute to it, but more, more effectively, what, what does it look like for your place to take this forward? How would you like it to work? And then we can get that set up then. I think that's the key step for me is not hearing more about the strategy, mm-hmm. although it's important if they've missed anything. It's more like, come on, then how are we going to make it work? What does that look yeah. like? What does exactly. those groups look like? What does it, you know, how much time, how much time would you want to commit to it? How do you get involved in the nitty gritty of the design? Because for me, that's going to be critical in terms of 
not only what does your what does primary care look like over the next five years, but also how it interacts with PCN and neighbourhoods. And that, for me, is is what we want to design. And the more time and the, and the more we can get, the more we can get input into that, the better that will look and feel. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, that's that's great. I mean, of course, there's your website as well. I'm just thinking of of those who want to get more information uh, or haven't really seen uh, certain iterations of the strategy where, where they can get that, where they go to, um, in addition to contacting you. So not um, your website, knots.icb.nhs.uk uh, uh, would be uh, the place to go for, for more in, information on the, the, the ICS and the ICB as well. Um, thank you guys. It's been a pleasure having you both on the podcast. Um, it has been a long time coming, but i um, really glad that we finally managed to do this. And um, as mentioned, we will be keeping up with you on the strategy and we're going to be looking for more opportunities to share the information and share the progress of all the good work that you're doing um, um, to support the profession. Thanks to you all who are uh, listening in today. As, as usual, we are available to stream on Podbean, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to like, follow and share. If the information on this episode has been useful and informative to you, it's likely to be for a colleague too. So please do share it. And um, it, it's once again, bye from me for now. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the Nottinghamshire LMC podcast for subsequent episodes with me, Zenaida Morrison, at podbean.com. Bye for now.